0: Hi, this is Nancy Ural, and welcome to High Road to Humanity and this is going to be an interesting show, something I've never done before and this week we're going to talk about what it's like to be an empath because there's so many people that have come to me recently and Told me that I think I'm an empath. How do I know if I'm an empath? And so I decided to do a show on it. And I really wanted to get a a really wonderful author on Judith Orloff, although she's so booked. I decided to go ahead and just do it because there are so many people out there in need of assistance. So this is what we're going to talk about today. So if you know somebody who is an empath, please share the show with them. If you think you're an empath, then definitely check this out. Okay, but before we get going on the empath um, topic, I want to talk a little bit about the state of humanity. Now, right now going on Facebook, Twitter, they take Heat over Hunter Biden's story during hearing. Um, Dorsey admits this action was wrong. So they are actually um, being questioned right now. Jack Dorsey, uh, Twitter CEO, and Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg. They're testifying before the Senate Judiciary Committee this morning. And right from the beginning of the hearing, it says they face pressure over the censorship of the New York Post story about Hunter Biden. It says, I won't read the whole thing, but it says Twitter blocked the sharing of an article about a laptop and emails said to belong to Hunter Biden. Then candidate Joe Biden's son and Facebook had limited the distribution of the article, but did not block it entirely. Republican lawmakers sought to strip the social media companies of legal protection they enjoy because they are not considered publishers under the law. So this is a real thing that's going on here with Twitter and with Facebook, and I think it's a good thing that they are not being allowed to play God and that they don't get to decide what goes out there. That's where the freedom of speech comes in. So I'm really glad that they are um, up there right now on Capitol Hill, and they're they're questioning them. Hey, I've got some good news for you today. I always like to throw in some good news, and I thought this was really cool. So. After a devastating storm, a boy makes 115 baseball bats by hand out of fallen limbs to raise money for Iowa victims. Listen to this. When a huge uh, Derrico hit Iowa in August with winds that reached 140 miles per hour, a 12-year-old boy found a unique way to help the storm's victims. He says, we didn't have any damage to our home. Tommy... Romberg told CBS News, but just driving around town, there were people with half their houses destroyed, and I just wanted to raise money so we could help them. He wanted to give his friend a special birthday gift after the storm upended his birthday too. Why not a homemade baseball bat? That was his pal's favorite sport after all. Tommy gave his handmade bat a great name, the great derecho. Soon others were asking for Tommy's bats too. This gave the enterprising uh, between a novel idea. What if he repurposed tree branches that had been taken down in the storm? This is so cool. And turned them into bats for sale. Tommy knew just what to do with some of the money raised through his efforts. It could go towards helping storm victims rebuild. And so that's really, really, really awesome that um, he did that. I think it's cool. So it's always nice to hear something great happening um, with humanity. Now, today we're going to talk about... What is an empath? And the dictionary. This was I always I always look stuff up in the dictionary because I find it quite interesting uh, what the dictionary has to say. So if you look up empath in parentheses, first of all, it says chiefly in science fiction. I love that part, like it's not real. Um, a person with the paranormal ability to apprehend the mental or emotional state of another individual. Hmm. Well, let me tell you what being an empath really is. An empath, because I'm an empath, and that's why I'm here to talk to you about it today, because I've had so many people come to me and say, what is an empath? And you know, when you are a spiritual person, and you connect with God, and you meditate, and you journal, and you go that route, when you're an empath, you seem to enhance your abilities even more. Now, I was always an empath, but didn't know. That I was an empath. Like as a child, I was an empath but didn't realize it. And what happens is when you're an empath, you pick up the energy of somebody else and you also pick up the energies of all the people that they've been around too. So when an empath goes out into a crowd of people, it's not comfortable for them because they are picking up all the energies of all the other people. Now, how do we protect ourselves? Well, there's a lot of different ways. And we're going to talk about that today because it's difficult for empaths. They want to stay home. They want to isolate themselves because being around people's energy can really be debilitating for empaths. Okay. So <clears throat> this is a, a real thing. And I, and I really, it's frustrating to see in the dictionary when you look up empath that they try to make it something that's not real because it is, you know, at the more I became intuitive, I was able to pick up. Uh, energies of people who have been around friends and loved ones. And sometimes you don't want to, sometimes you don't want to know what somebody has been up to or what they're doing, or maybe they were in contact with somebody and didn't mention it to you. You know, unfortunately as an empath, you pick up stuff you want to know, and then you pick up stuff you really don't want to know. And it's a, it's a difficult balance. And I think that's the biggest thing that I try to teach is balance how do you balance being an empath? You know, you really have to be careful. You have to be careful of where you go and who you associate with. And that's one of the biggest things that we have to be careful of people who yell, scream, are harsh, say harsh words, are argumentative, because those harsh words have vibrations and those when you yell it has a vibration and because we're empathic our vibration is picking up on all that negative vibration from that person and it can actually make you ill it can make me ill Um, I've been to a place where I hadn't been before to get my pictures taken this is a crazy story but it's true and I went to have my pictures taken and this lady was very nice and she had kind of like a barn set up Um, like a house barn combo thing. Anyway, I got my pictures taken, but when I was leaving, I was deathly ill, meaning I picked up on some, I picked up a really bad entity, vibration, whatever it was jumped on me because we are light. Empaths are light. We are very light beings and the dark is attracted to the light. And so we have a tendency to pick up stuff even when we don't mean to. Now, I've learned to protect myself, and that is what I'm going to teach people how to do today is to protect themselves so that when they go out into the world, it's not so crazy for you. So one of the easiest things that I did, a friend had always said, oh, use salt, use salt. And salt does work because um, it, it uh, repels, you know, just like when they make holy water, they make it with salt. So, you know, if they're doing an exorcism, they're using salt water to get rid of that negative entity, energy, whatever it may be. So salt is very, very powerful. A Couple different things you can do. I actually ordered from like Amazon or something, I think it was Amazon, I ordered little tiny salt packets that you get like at McDonald's, you know, when they give you for your french fries or whatever. So I just take a couple of those salt packets and I stick them in my pockets or they're going in my purse, or I just make sure that I have a little bit, you don't need a lot, just a little bit of salt when I leave the house. Whoever I'm going to be around, people that I'm not familiar with, or even if I'm around people I'm familiar with, I put salt in my pockets because it helps me, prevents me from taking on other people's energy and not meaning to do that. Okay. Another thing that you can do that I think is super duper powerful, and I know it is, and I do it every morning, and that's connect with the divine. I call God. You can call it divine. You can say higher power, whatever you're comfortable with. But if you can sit. And just visualize the white light of heaven, of God, of our creator coming down through your crown chakra and visualize it coming through your face, through your throat, through your chest, through your arms, take it down through your abdomen, through your stomach, take it all the way down, take it through your legs, take it through your feet, take it out your arms and your hands, visualize white light coming through your body. Okay, it'll take a few times to do it, but you need to visualize the white light coming through your body. Even if you're not um, an empath, this clears you out. This clears all the negative and just visualize that negative energy coming out your feet and going down into the ground, okay, and grounding out down there. If you do this every day, it will clear you, especially if you're an empath. If you have to go to work every day and you're around different people, you're going to pick up those energies. Salt helps, but it doesn't do everything. Another thing you can do when you come home from work Definitely do this visualization in the morning. And one more thing I want to mention, as you're doing the visualization, um, before we get into other clearing, I want to mention color because, um, you know, I had Patty Conklin on the show. I really think a lot of her. She clears people. She heals people with color. And she learned this um, by clearing herself. And she would ask God, what color do I need today? And then she'd run that color through her body to heal herself. And she actually healed herself. And so every morning when I ask about, I say, okay, God, you know, clear, bring the white light down through my crown chakra and through my body, and I visualize it. And then I'll say, what color do I need today? And then whatever pops in my head is the color that I use. And I run that color down through my body as well. And through my feet, so try that. Hey, listen, we got to go to commercial break. But when we come back, I'm going to tell you some more ways that you can clear yourself. Okay, all right. This is Nancy out This is High Road to Humanity.
1: Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, NancyYearout.com, to book a session with Nancy to learn how to tap into your own abilities.
0: Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have. Whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yarow, and I'm joining with Compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs, not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website, nancyyearout.com. That's www.nancyyourout.com.
1: want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now welcome back to the High Road.
0: Hi, this is Nancy Yarrow. This is High Road to Humanity. And today is a different kind of show. This is a show where I'm teaching you what to do to clear yourself if or if not, you're an empath, either way. I mean, we all pick stuff up. So even if you're not an empath, you guys, you can um, use all the things that I'm teaching you and telling you today to clear yourself from negative energy because empaths pick up the negativity more so because we're empathic, we're empathetic. Why do we do that? We have this like gigantic heart not that everybody else doesn't but we do too and we think everybody's good (laughs) that's another misconception about um empaths people don't realize empaths go out of their way to help other people even when they seem to to hurt themselves by doing it sometimes because we do take on other people's energy when we don't mean to And we do it because we are empaths, we are empathetic of other people, and we always are helpers and always trying to help people. So that's one of the big things. Um, Another thing I want to talk about, and I talk about this in my book too, you guys, you can pick it up, wake up, the universe is speaking to you. I'm going to talk a little, I'm going to read a little bit about um, the energy that I write in my book because... There's no reason for me to reinvent the wheel here. I've already said it once. So let me just share a little bit of this with you. And this is a chapter on how energy affects your everyday life. And and I write, many of us are intuitive, myself included. I am able to feel the energy of most people upon our first encounter. Everyone's different. Some of us have high energy levels vibrating at a higher frequency, while others remain at a lower frequency, mellow and more constant. Some people have such positive energy that they are similar to bright lights that shine. When you look at them, you can actually see the light in their eyes. Have you ever met anybody and you could see how bright they were? It's amazing how you can feel this joyful, positive energy emanating from someone when you first meet them. And that's the truth. When you first meet somebody, you can definitely pick up on their energy. And that's how we connect. You know, if your energy fields, your energy vibrations match, that's how people connect. Okay. That's where all that comes from. So on the other side of the spectrum, negative energy can be felt very harshly in people too. Okay. Negative energy will cause much havoc in our lives when we are exposed to it. And this is why I talk about it because negative energy from other people can be lethal, especially to an empath. It can be physically debilitating. Okay, so I've been around people, and I'll just say this I've been around certain people, and they, have been, they are family members, and I've had to cut off my relationship with them. Why? Because my physically, I can't handle that negative energy. It takes me days to clear myself. It affects me way more than it affects uh, somebody who's not an empath because the vibration affects our energy fields so tremendously. So that's why this is such a big deal. So when I talk about this, negative energy will cause much havoc in our life when we're exposed to it. Negative energy holds just as much power as positive energy does and should be recognized equally. For example, have you ever encountered a person who you just weren't comfortable with? And this is what I'm talking about. You know, we all have energy and There are people out there, FYI, that are called energy vampires. And I want to address energy vampires here real quick. Often people who are the closest to you will drain your energy field without you ever realizing it, okay? That's what they're doing. It's up to each of us to be aware of the people that surround us. And we should be aware of the people we associate with on a daily basis because they have an effect on our energy field. Okay. So this is huge. So have you ever visited a place where you just didn't feel comfortable? Okay. And you had to leave. And that's kind of what I was telling you about my story. You have to really pay attention because energy has power and this power, it is here for us to use. We can use it for good or we can use it for evil. A lot of people say, oh, You know, I have really good energy and all these different people want to be around me all the time. And that's great to keep that energy level up. We have to keep an eye on who we associate with. So that's all I'm going to tell you about that. Just be really, really careful. If you have a friend and they're draining your energy, um, they're really trying to drain your light. So I write about energy vampires in my book. and, And what you need to understand is no one can steal your light if you don't allow them to. Okay. But sometimes it's happening when you're not even realizing it, okay? So pay attention to your surroundings and the people who you are surrounding yourself with. The best solution is to stay away from energy vampires completely, okay? The dark is attracted to the light and a moth, just like a moth is attracted to a light bulb, okay? It's the same thing. So when you're around all these people all day long, come home, take a, take a sea salt bath. Take an Epsom salt bath. Okay. Put a cup of Epsom salt. Put you know, if you don't have Epsom salts, that's fine. Use just white table salt. Put it into the bathtub and soak. Again, the salt has a tendency to get all that negative yucky energy off yourself. There's all these different things that you can do to shield yourself that helps um, that helps protect, especially an empath, especially if you're an empath, okay. Now, even if you're not, the world has gotten so crazy and harsh out there, it doesn't hurt to protect yourself by taking these salt baths and by um, going ahead and throwing some salt in your pocket. It's okay. Now, one thing I teach people to do that I learned to do when I was younger, I was a single mom with two kids and I just felt, I don't know, I knew how to do it intuitively. I don't even know where it came from. Obviously, it came from God, but I was... um, I was a single mom and I would go to an event with my children, two daughters, and I always had people kind of getting in my bubble. So I learned how to put white light. I would put white light around myself and the kids and bubble us. Okay. Protect us. And why did I do this? Because, That way it helped the other energy of other people not impede upon us and we were able to go places and more peacefully, if that makes any sense. So if you do have to go out into a crowd of people, visualize yourself with white light around yourself just visualize it. I visualize it around my car. I visualize it around me. I put it around my house. I mean, just visualize the white light of heaven. This is what I'm talking about. Bring down the white light, visualize it going around you. Just do it real quick. After you do it for a while, you'll start to realize. And then when you don't do it, you walk into a place and you'll get hit really hard. And then you'll realize, oh, I didn't put white light around myself or, Oh, I forgot to throw salt in my pocket today. You have to actively pay attention to what's going on, especially when you're an empath, because if you get hit, then it physically drains you. Like you'll feel tired. You'll want to go to sleep. Um, it affects my mood. You know, empaths also have issues as far as food goes, meaning that if you have sugar issues or, um, you want to eat a lot of carbs. Those are total signs of an empath. You know, I pulled out Judith Orlip's book today and I'm holding it up. If you're watching me on YouTube, I've got all these different places marked, but in here, she talks about different things. Like how do you know if you're an empath? And, um, I pulled some of this stuff up because I thought it was pretty interesting because an empath's body, And she says in here, and I love this, she says, an impasse body is different from other people's. We feel everything. Our bodies are porous, so we absorb the positive and the negative energies around us into our muscles and tissues and organs. And she goes on to say, this can affect our health in many important ways. On the positive side, we're able to sense other people's vitality, happiness, and love within ourselves. So there's the good and the bad. There's the yin and the yang, you know. Um, Then she says she goes on in her book, and I think this is really cool. You know, she says there's different types of empaths, which there are. She says, you know, are you a physical empath or are you an emotional empath? So I'm just going to read a couple of these to you. It says, ask yourself the following question. Now, this is physical. Have I ever sat next to someone in pain and started to feel their pain too? Do I get physically, physical, physically ill? Easy for me to say, in crowds. Have I ever been called a hypochondriac, but know my symptoms are real? See, a lot of times, impasse will take on somebody else's, uh, disease. Because we're so empathic. Do I react to other, do I react to other people's stress by developing a physical symptom in my own body? See, that happens. Do I get energized by some people and depleted by others? See, I have a lot of people that want to be around me, but they just want to suck my energy (laughs) because I've got really good energy. So you got to watch that stuff. Am I chronically fatigued or do do I have mysterious and unexplained ailments? Do I often feel exhausted by crowds, prefer to stay at home? And see, I'm one of those. It's hard for me because I do pick up even when I surround myself. In, is my body sensitive to sugar, alcohol, and processed foods? And that's what I was mentioning earlier. You know, it used to be I could come home at night, and I can only use myself because I know what I've experienced. Um, I used to have a glass of wine. But a couple of years ago, I got to the point where I couldn't anymore. The alcohol and the sugar affected me so dramatically as an empath that I would get chest pains. And I would get ill. And so I had to stop. And trust me, I love that glass of wine, but I can't have it anymore. Because when you're an empath and you start to realize these things, you have to change how you live. And it will change your life. You can't eat the processed foods anymore. You can't, you know, drink the alcohol like you used to. Um, maybe when you were younger, it didn't matter. But as you get older, and if you are an empath and you don't realize that it's affecting you, it is. Okay. She also talks about emotional impasse. Do I pick up on other people's emotions such as anxiety, anger, and frustration? Okay. So do I, do I get an emotional hangover after an argument or a conflict? Do I feel depressed or anxious in crowds? Do I, uh, can I intuit other people's feelings even when they are unexpressed? And, and that's the thing. We are able to pick up. I can go to a restaurant and sit down and tell you all about the waitress or the waiter because I am an empath. I'm psychic, but I'm also an empath. So you pick up on all their feelings. And it says, do I overeat to cope with difficult people or emotional stress? Or do I experience mood swings from sugar, carbohydrates, or other specific foods? So these are a lot of different things. Hey, listen, we're going to commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk some more about what it's like to be an empath and what we can do to help our family and friends who are impasse and to help yourself if you're one, okay? So this is Nancy Out. This is High Road to Humanity.
1: Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com to book your first 30-minute coaching session for free to get you on your high road.
2: Hold oh, yeah, The world
3: is coming. Watch the cup.
2: Do you struggle with knowing the right food for your lifestyle? Is there really a one right way to eat? As a chronic dieter, I was always so confused by the food rules and the fad diets, where to even start. That's why I decided to go into health coaching. As your health coach, I will help you find the solution that is right for you. I will help you find balance. Unlike most dietitians and nutritionists, I focus on a whole person approach, not just food. I address stress patterns underlying root issues and so many other contributing factors to health and as a mental illness survivor I love talking about ways to fire up brain health if you're interested in learning more and maybe even a complimentary consultation contact me at www.sparkingwholeness.com or message me on Instagram through the handle sparking wholeness and now let's get back to the show
1: We will be right back on High Road to Humanity. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road.
0: Hi, it's Nancy and This is High Road to Humanity. And today I've dedicated the show to empaths because I'm an empath and there's a lot of them out there. And I want to talk to you guys about this so that um, if maybe I can help you even a little bit, it would make a difference um, in your life. You know, I pulled some stuff off the internet that I thought was really cool. There's other people out there who write things about being an empath. Um, This person wrote how to protect yourself. So I kind of like to hear about what other people are doing to protect themselves. And this I pulled and this lady, I'll tell you who it is in a minute, but she says, how to protect yourself. If you're an empath, you most likely have one or two unique gifts. You can use them to serve yourself and those you love, or you can share your gifts with the world. Whether you're a full-time psychic or healer or just want to keep yourself whole and happy, here are a few tips that might help you. Okay, Seek ways to nurture your heart every day. I like that. I always say, you know, come from your heart. Keep things simple in relationships, work, and life in general. Eat less meat and only if it's organic. You know, that's something that I stopped a couple years ago, stopped eating meat and then I went back to it and I could see the difference So now I've stopped again. So it's not easy to do. It's not for everybody. I get that, but we pick up the energy of the animal. I know that sounds like kind of bizarre, but, you know, the animal is killed and a lot of times these animals are, you know, terrorized when they're killed, and if you're an empath and you eat meat, you're picking up on that energy. So I know it may sound a little out there to you, but it's absolutely the truth. So I'm glad she brought this up. She says, eat only pasteurized, raised, non-GMO happy eggs. (laughs) Eat lots of organic non-GMO vegetables. Eat spoonfuls of pure sunlight powder, like spirulina, chlorella, barley barley grass, wheat grass, and moringa. And I don't know what moringa is. We'll have to look that one up. Be decisive so that you have flow in your life. And that's where I talk about balance. We need balance. She says, let go of the people and things that consistently burn you or trip you up. I like that. Be less impulsive so that you can better serve and heal yourself. If you're not whole, it's difficult to help others do the same and that's true don't let solitude swallow you whole step into the light often and that's where i say hey you know connect with god every day because that connection with god purifies you and makes you feel so much better whether you're an empath or not you can bring in the light every day and pray so don't allow another person's momentum or conviction sway you from the truth and peacefulness you know there's a lot of people that'll put us down um, and say, Oh, you're just too sensitive. You need to buck up. You need to be tougher. Well, actually we don't. We're empaths and that's how we are created. And we were created to help others in the world and to be empath- empathic and spread our love and our light okay, to others. So when somebody tells you, you're too too much of a pushover, say, No, I'm an empath. So I'm here to help humanity. Uh, So it says also, she writes, when in throes of conflict, don't allow yourself to be manipulated or coerced into becoming someone you are not. You know, empaths are always pushovers. We're always so nice to everybody. Even when we know the other person is not being nice to us, we feel empathy. Here we go again. We feel empathy, and a lot of times when we want to say no, we say yes, because we don't want to hurt that person's feelings. Well, as an empath, I'm telling you, it's the best thing to do to protect yourself. There's a balancing. Again, we're back to balance. Uh, You can go on my website and and we'll do a session. I mean, just book it. Just go on the front of the website, nancyerrout.com, and then click on book and I'll help you um, with your balance because you cannot constantly give people your energy all the time. And that's where we're back to the energy vampire thing. They will suck you dry. Trust me, empaths have fabulous energy. And that's why... We are empathing. That's why we do what we do. But it won't stay that way if you let other people impede on you. you. They can really bring your energy level down. So even on this, it's interesting to hear other people say it. She says, stay away from people who tell you that you're too sensitive. Well, they will never fully understand you and you might fail, uh, might fail you at vital junctures in your life. Be a little less generous. Gosh, I'm totally, totally guilty of this, especially when you know your energy is depleted. Seek and love and adventures with people who honor your role as an empath. You know, I there's certain times, you know, where you're trying to talk to a friend and say, hey, I'm an empath, and you yelling over here at this person, even though you're not yelling at me, impacts me. And you have to educate your family and friends if you want them to stay your family and friends and be around you because it gets to a point in your life where this stuff affects you so much that you have to protect yourself. And so this is why I'm really kind of harping on this situation because other people can really mess you up because you are an empath. Set firm boundaries with the people who believe that empaths and other sensitives are weak. The thing is, they know you're nice, and they know you're kind, and so they're going to take advantage of your niceness and your kindness, and that's where you set those boundaries up. And um, she says, confide in at least one loving, caring person every day. Okay. Dig a little deeper into your faith by seeking the most love-based and light-filled aspects within your religion and spiritual practices. Yeah, it doesn't matter what your spiritual practices are. Do something. Um, so you have to, um, you have to change how you live once you realize you're an empath. And it's interesting. I think as people are waking up right now, I've had so many uh, people come to me just recently. I've had like four or five people come to me and say, I think I'm an empath. And, and then I'll say, well, what's going on with you? Well, I'm picking up, you know, when I go into a crowd, I'm picking all this stuff up and a girl is a nurse and she's really sweet and she's like, I'm picking all the, you know, the energy up at work. And so if you don't know how to protect yourself, which is why I'm talking to you about bringing in the light and the meditations and the salt, different things in the salt baths, different things like that um, can help you and learn how to balance yourself, learn how to balance your energy fields. And like I said, you're welcome to um, go to my website, NancyEralt.com, book a session and we'll talk about that um i like this one i pulled this offline too i it's 13 sensitive um refuge or i'm sorry lightly sensitive refuge 13 signs that you're an empath i thought this was interesting so this person has written. Everybody's writing a little bit about impasse because I think we're all becoming a little bit more empathic as the world wakes up and starts to pay attention um, to what's going on. Now, I get in here, only highly sensitive people will understand this. How funny is this? Okay, so she talks about uh, and, and this, this lady is talking about Judith Orloff also. She's the author of the Empath Survival Guide, which is the first book that I got once I realized that I was an empath. And I have also, um, recommended that to a lot of other people. But here's her 13 signs. This person, um, Okay, so it's, it's highly sensitiverefuge.com is her deal. So we give credit where credit's due here. So let's go over her 13 signs of empath. This one's number one, you take on other people's emotions as your own. And she says this is the classic number one trait of an empath, which is true. Number two, sometimes you experience sudden overwhelming emotions when you're in public. And we've talked about that, that's for sure. Number three, the vibe of a room matters to you a lot. Yeah, like I can't go somewhere if it doesn't feel comfortable. I just leave. I don't know about you guys, but um, I've been into, I've gone into places where, uh-uh, this didn't work out. And I got to go. Uh, number four, you understand where people are coming from. Yeah, because you're picking up on their vibe. See, that's why people want to be around you so much because you're picking up on their vibe and they, you can relate. There's that connection, okay? people turn to you for advice yes um that's a big one i have a lot of people come to me from for advice well not just because i'm an empath but i'm intuitive too so it's it's a whole thing and so you got to be careful on that you know just kind of balance again balancing balancing number six tragic or violent events on tv completely impact you yeah i can't watch um and I don't know about you guys. And I want you to email me, gosh, Nancy, you're out at gmail.com and tell me if you have these same things. I cannot watch a really scary or a really, um, like a murder, something like that on TV. I can't, can't do it. Cannot do it. Um, this one is can't contain. It looks like okay, that babies are adorable. You can't contain your heart. Like little miracles, dogs, cats are cute. You know, I'm a real animal lover. Now, you know, a lot of empaths are real, are are connected with plants, are connected to animals. I'm connected to animals. So if you're a real animal lover, yeah, that may be one of your traits as an empath because we are so attached to animals and that we can communicate with them. Um, whereas a lot of people, you know, I don't know. I guess Dr. Doolittle was an empath. So number eight, you might feel people's physical illnesses too, not just their emotions. Absolutely the truth. If somebody's sick and you're an empath, you're going to pick up on that sickness. And you can even actually make yourself sick too and have that same thing because you have picked up on it. Number nine, you can become overwhelmed in intimate relationships That's true, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about relationships because um, a lot of times we need our space. We just need our space, okay? Ten, um, you're a walking lie detector. (laughs) I love this. She says, "Sure, sure, there probably have been times when someone successfully deceived you. But even then, you knew you were going against your gut instinct from the start. The thing about an impassibility to process even the tiniest social cue means that it's almost impossible for someone to hide their true intentions. Even if you don't know exactly what a person really wants, you know if they're not being completely honest or if they seem shifty. And you know what? It's the truth. We know if somebody's lying to us. So that's a difficult thing, uh, but you do know when somebody else is lying to you. Number 11, you can't understand why any leader wouldn't put their team first, and there are plenty of managers and group organizers who simply don't pay attention to their team needs. She says, if you're an empath, this isn't just rude or annoying. It's failure for leadership. So that must be something that um, she's come across. Number 12 is you have a calming effect on other people and the power to heal them, which is true. And number 13, you cannot see someone in pain without wanting to help. Hey, those are really awesome, awesome, awesome aspects of being an empath. Listen, this is Nancy Yeralt. We'll be back here just in a moment. I hope you'll tune back
1: Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyourowt.com, to book your first 30 minutes coaching session for free to get you on your high road.
0: Do you feel like something is missing in your life? Do you feel lost or alone? Do the things you buy for yourself lose their luster quickly? the universe is speaking to you it's available to you on my website at www.nancyyearout.com that's n-a-n-c-y-y-e-a-r-o-u-t.com barnes and noble and amazon and thanks for picking up my book and may the energy of the universe bless you visiting me here today on high road to humanity you know my biggest thing today is to talk about impasse and one thing I want to talk about is relationships um, you know and I'm gonna pull out Ju- Judith Orloff's book she is an MD I really like how she talked about she has a chapter chapter four in her book and she talks about impasse, love, and sex, and she said, impasse often have special challenges in intimate relationships because of their intense sensitivities, and this is so true, you know, she talks in the book how she um, has never been married because of being an empath, because empaths really need their time alone, when you're in a relationship with an empath, the empath actually needs their space. They need their private time and just to, to balance like we've been talking about. So in the right love relationship, uh, will empower an empath, okay? You need to be with somebody who understands what you're going through. We aren't like everybody else. We are quite different, okay? So being valued and adored makes us more grounded. Did you know that? That's kind of cool. And when empaths have an emotional available partner who honors our sensitivities, they feel more secure and supported. And that's really what we need. We don't need somebody to say, oh, you're too sensitive. We need somebody to say, wow, I understand you're sensitive, and that's why you feel that way. Okay. We have to make sure, and so um, she says in the book, here are, here, so here's our struggle. We want companionship. But we want, but it can feel unsafe. Empaths, and she says herself included, often have the conflicting desires of wanting to be loved and wanting to be alone. We want to be needed, but we don't want the other person's needs to burden us. Okay, but we want to have a rich inner life, but we also want companionship. So shutting down, expressing our anxieties, walking or a- on eggshells, or running away when these issues surface isn't the answer. So what is the answer? She says, learning to navigate and protect our sensitivities as well as setting clear limits with a partner. And she talks about what different things um, that you can do. And one thing she says, she says, a healthy connection is when partners are mutually committed to the relationship and both want to open their hearts to each other. See, an empath cannot be with somebody who's fake because we see through the fakeness. They, A person may be able to fake it for a certain amount of time, but eventually an empath needs the real deal, okay? An empath needs real love and real affection, you can't fake it with an empath, and you can't buy an empath. Empaths aren't so much on material things. They're into what feels good, and they know know things. Just like, you know, I'm so psychic. Uh, A lot of empaths are very psychic. They just know things. Now she writes in her book, and I like this too, she says, am I a relationship empath? And so I'm going to kind of go over some of this with you guys, and you guys can figure out. Um, This is determine whether you're a relationship empath. You answer these questions. So here we go. Do I absorb a partner's stress, symptoms, and emotions? Are you afraid of being smothered or of losing your own identity in a close relationship? Um, Do you have the need to be alone to recharge yourself? Do you sometimes prefer sleeping alone? Uh, am I annoyed by the sound of a partner's watching television or talking on the phone when we're together? See, that bugs me. Isn't that funny? Some people it may not bug. Are your feelings easily hurt? Yes. <laughs> Do arguments make me ill or leave me exhausted? Do you have difficulty setting boundaries and asserting your needs? So when you're partnering and you travel, do you prefer getting adjoining rooms? See, I've never gotten to that point, but here's how to interpret the answer. She says, answering yes to one or two of these questions indicates that you have some of the tendencies of a relationship empath. Okay. So... Do you, one other thing she talks about, it, she says, do you, this is like so true of an impact. do you give your heart to people? She says, do not, I like this, do not give your heart to people unless they show themselves to be worthy of your love. Well, this is like the number one thing I could like write this across the screen. Do not give your heart to people unless they show themselves to be worthy of your love. Keep intuitively tuning in to find out who that person really is. Because empaths are so nice and so empathetic. If a person is going through something, we are very empathetic, empathetic of that person. But it can get to a point where they get so attached to our empathy and it's really not a connection that they are, that's balanced, meaning it's not a balanced uh, relationship, Okay, they're just sucking all your energy and you're helping them, but you're not helping yourself. You're getting sucked dry. So it's really important that you have, you know, balance. One thing I thought was really, really cool that um, Judah talks about in her book, because we are emotional sponges. She said, can two empaths have a relationship together? And the answer is yes, you can definitely do it because you both need your space and you understand each other. I think that's like really cool. Maybe the best relationship we can have with another, if you are an empath, is with another empath because they get you. That's like the biggest thing, I think. And though it's often challenging for two empaths to be in love, over the long term, the relationship can be and will be successful. And I think that's really, really awesome. Okay. So... She also talks about, and we've got about five more minutes left, and I just want to mention this because I think it's really cool. She says in her book, 12 Secrets for the Empath in Love. And I like this because there's so many of us out there. So I'm going to run through these real quick for you. She says, value regular alone time to decompress and meditate. And that's something we've talked about. Number two, she says, discuss how much time you want to spend socializing because you got to be careful about that. Number three, negotiate and make adjustments in physical space. Like you may want to have your office over here and then your partner's office over there. Considering separate beds or bedrooms, focus on a single emotion, a single emotion, emotional issue, and don't keep repeating yourself. I do that. So, I mean, it's, yeah, you know, I can see a lot of this stuff. Don't take things personally, even when they are personal. Okay. That's tough to say. Um, I should say, it's easy to say, tough to do, okay? Don't take things personally, even when they are personal. Number seven, she says, use the sandwich technique. Make requests and demands. Sandwich whatever you'd like your partner to change or a topic of conflict between the two positive statements. And so for example, if I say I love you so much and appreciate your support, then put that request, I need your help with something, I would like to meditate for half an hour each night. There's a way to say things to people and a way not to say things to people. So what she's talking about here is, you know, choose your words carefully when you're talking to anybody. Whether you're an empath or not, but talk about what needs are important for you, okay? Because we all look out for ourselves, everybody does. And number eight, she says, Observe the no yelling rule. You know, I was married to a screamer (laughs) years ago, and my little child was really affected by the screaming, and so now she's an empath. So I realized and didn't realize at the time that I was an empath, and of course she was an empath, and the screaming of this individual really affected her emotionally and me too. Now, the situation didn't last long, and we moved forward, but... We have talked about it since then, and um, she mentioned to me when she was a little kid that that really affected her, but we didn't know. I didn't realize it, of course, at the time, but that's why she's an empath. They say in here, and I love Judith. She writes all these cool things. She says, don't be a people pleaser or try to fix your partner. Man, oh man, that's like something we try to do because we're empaths. So we're empathetic and we're smart and we're psychic. So we want to fix this person, but you can't fix somebody else. They have to fix themselves. So really be careful about that and modulate the sounds around you. You know, if the tea kettle goes off, it sets me off. Different thing. Everybody has something. But when you're an empath, bright lights or loud noises really affect empaths. So if you are with somebody who's an empath or you know somebody who's an empath, those are things that really um, affect us. Okay. Negotiate bath time. I love this because we need our bath time. We need that salt time. We need that relaxing time. So if you've got somebody at home and they're like, hey, I want to watch TV, and you're like, you know, I really need to take a bath, negotiate that because... We are people who need that time to soak in our bath with our salt and relax and rejuvenate and get the balance. Here we're back to the balance again. We have to stay balanced, especially when you're um, an empath. And the last thing she says in her book is play, which I think is wonderful because it's cool to be light and funny and you know, just have fun. Just don't take life so seriously. We're here for a certain amount of time and then we're gone. And so what we do here, you know, we are experiencing and let's experience some fun. So like everybody get out there and have have a good time. Now, if you're an empath, you don't want to be around a ton of crowd of people, then have a small get together at your home. We've got to be careful with the COVID thing, but you know, don't not, enjoy your life because you're an empath. Okay. You just have to make a few changes. You have to make some adjustments once you realize you're an empath so that your life is more balanced and you feel better, happier. Okay. Don't let the other person drain you. That's what happens a lot of times with empaths. We get drained and other people affect our lives. And until you realize you're, you're an empath or what the situation is, and you cut those people out of your lives, they will be draining your energy fields. Okay, so be really careful. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this show. This is like um, really important that people understand that there are empaths in the world, that we are here to help humanity, okay? We're here to help people, but you have to um, recognize if you are yourself an empath or if a partner or a family member or a friend is an empath and honor, honor us because we are here like i said to help and to raise the vibration and to bring in the light of god and Impasse are really interesting, important people here on our planet, just like anything else, and we don't talk about it so much, so that's why it's really important that I had this show today, and I talk to you about impasse so that people start to understand who we are, what we are, why we're here, and what a contribution that we are bringing to humanity. Now, don't forget to pick up my book. Wake up. The universe is speaking to you. I talk about a lot of these things in my book. If you want to make an appointment with me, if you want to have a session, I'm doing business consultations. I'll teach you how to use your own intuition in your business deals. Uh, If you would like for me to do a psychic reading, I'll help you with that. Or if you just want a session to be balanced, I am happy to help you with that. Go to my website, www.nancyyearalt.com and click on the book button and book a session with me. Okay. Listen, I hope you guys enjoyed the show and we will be back next week. I've got a new another fantastic guest um, for you guys next week, and we'll talk about that. And um just have a good week and enjoy your week and don't be so fearful of this COVID thing, you know. Just relax, balance, connect with God. This is Nancy Uralt. This is High Road to Humanity. Have a great week. Can achieve
1: you can achieve your goal.